You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Sorry about the late start today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. But of course, I'm an idiot and my phone died. So that means we have a little bit of a late start, but we're still going to talk about the finishing of the WWE draft on Monday Night Raw. Of course, the fi- the smack the first SmackDown since the draft where a lot of wrestlers address their splits, New Day included. And we're going to talk about the upcoming Bound for Glory pay-per-view from Impact Wrestling happening this Saturday. And we're going to do all that and more this week on... Professional wrestler and professional podcaster, Colt Boom Boom Cabana. My name is Killer Cross. This is the Smoke Show, Scarlett Bordeaux. What's up, guys? The After Machine, Brian Cage. This is Ryan from Pro Wrestling Tees. Sadly, you are not listening to The Art of Wrestling, but you made a decent choice because you're listening. You are now listening to... And you're listening... And you're listening to... Did you listen to Breaking Down the Ring? Breaking Down the Ring. Breaking Down the Ring. Breaking Down the Ring. Breaking Down the Ring. Bring it down. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are watching, you are listening, you are paying attention to the most inappropriate pro wrestling show in the motherfucking world. You're listening to Breaking Down the Ring. We are your ring crew. I'm Smitty. I'm Mikey. That's it. (laughs) That's it for right now. Uh, no, uh, Nick and Z are both on vacation. They're doing things with each other. Uh, in the woods, it's spooky season, so you know that's what they do. It's it's fine. It's okay. Oh, we'll in the woods. Right. Um, Smith, do you have your headphones in? No, I left my headphones at work. Well, that's dumb because I can hear myself every time I talk now, and I talk a lot. I'm an idiot. You're so silly, Smitty. Silly Smitty. Silly Smitty over there. Um. That's so yeah, it. I, yeah, whatever, man. Just turn it down a little bit. Just enough so you can only hear it, not me. Um, we got some shit to talk about, obviously, this week. However, the first thing I want to talk about is our brand new intro. If you listened, you could tell normally uh, it sounded very similar to the Undisputed Era's music, music for like the last about year, I want to say. Now it is the old ECW theme music. Uh, Smitty, you're a huge ECW, Mark. What did you think? What do you think about it, bro? And I was, at first, I thought, oh, so we're going to have our own season premiere uh, with a new intro. <laughs> and 
I'm a huge, like you said, I'm a huge ECW mark. So I really enjoyed it. For me, it was a real good throwback of the music. Yeah. So I was really, I was really excited about it. That was my whole point of it, man. It was just, uh, you know, we do so many different things. Uh, I'm sorry. We just, we do the show every week and Everyone has uh, world premieres and season premieres and stuff like that. But we got like a new ring crew member with Walt officially joining. And I was just, you know, scrolling through again. If you guys want to know where I got the music from, because it's copyright, copyright free. Uh, I got it from the Adam Massacre uh, YouTube page. So go check out Adam Massacre on YouTube. Definitely amazing because I think it's Mr. Adam Massacre is the actual uh, page title. The whole thing about that is, uh, you know, we, um, I go through it and just check out all the stuff that he does. He does so many for wrestlers, but he also does a lot for like games and stuff like that. There's some resident evil ones. There's walking dead. There's other theme songs that he has done that I highly suggest you check out. So make sure you go check out Adam Massinger on, uh, on YouTube. And currently Walt is joining and connecting to audio. Uh, Smitty, you're just going to have to mute when you're not talking, bro. <laughs> Because it's bad. <laughs> um, so let's get into the WWE draft. It is the uh, big story this week because a lot of people were split. A lot of people were separated. Um, WWE did a lot of stuff off air because there was still stuff that was done on Talking Smack, as we saw after SmackDown and on Raw Talk. And then there's the stuff with the free agents that happened. So night two. Uh, Biggest things for night one, we'll uh, recap a little bit. Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns stayed on their respective brands. Uh, well, Asuka, the women's champion, stayed on, on Raw. Um, Seth was the big first switch when he went to SmackDown. Uh, AJ Styles was the next big switch when he, he went back to Raw, you know, to get away from Paul Heyman. Um, and then you got things like team splitting. A huge one was the New Day. Uh, the New Day itself were completely split at the end of SmackDown. It, they saw that Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston were drafted to Raw, and then Big E and the exact next draft pick was kept on SmackDown. So that was the end of the New Day right there. And I want to say that might have been the biggest uh, shock because while a lot of people have been talking about how the New Day might split in drafts before this, it really wasn't talked about much because no one really thought about it. You know, uh, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston were both out due to injury. Big E was on a singles run without them, but it didn't seem any reason to split them. And then they came back on the draft episode of SmackDown only to be split right after winning the SmackDown tag team championships. So night two started on raw and right off the bat, there was a major shift uh, with the fiend Bray Wyatt being drafted number one on raw and he goes from SmackDown to raw. And this is a big thing because any number one pick on a show, specifically the flagship show for WWE. Yes. SmackDown right now is given all of the priorities for the simple fact that it's on network television. It sees more TV. It sees more people than anyone else. And there's, you know, starting season two of, on their SmackDown deal on Fox. So it's the priority show, but raw is the flagship show. Raw is the baby of Vince McMahon. It was the, the staple obviously with the Monday night wars because it's Monday night raw. 
So to have The Fiend go number one and be pulled from SmackDown to Raw is a very significant point in The Fiend. It shows that there is some there is backing behind what is going on with this gimmick. Uh, Smitty, what are your thoughts on The Fiend going number one and moving to Raw? Um, I think The Fiend's one of the biggest draws in the company right now. So him move like what you say, Raw's the flash it, that's what's his baby. If he wants the biggest one of the biggest attractions over there, that's what's gonna happen. I just hope they don't sweep they don't uh pull a rough from under them like they've been doing over the last year. When they draft somebody number one though, it does not seem like it's a situation of pulling something under somebody's rug. I said, I hope they don't, as they've kind of been doing over the, over the last year or so. It's not like but they haven't they, had a history of pulling a rug from under Bray Wyatt when he's got got something going. Yeah, but they've never uh, publicly shown any major support either. Him going number one on Raw from SmackDown to Raw is a major pump up for the character from backstage perspective because you don't do that. You don't do a number one. Like the number one and two draft picks on SmackDown were the champions. The third one was Asuka, who's the Raw Women's Champion, right? So you kind of, yes, they're up there. Obviously, they feel like there's a good run with these people by putting, by having the title on them. But they're also the first two to get drafted no matter what because they're champions. And then Seth Rollins, I believe, was the first to uh, be drafted that wasn't a champion. Yeah. Because it's Drew, Roman, Asuka, then Seth Rollins was the fourth pick and wasn't a champion. So therefore, Seth is a guy that they're really going with, right? So to have Bray Wyatt, who is not a champion, go before Bailey, who they're obviously putting money in, right? That has to be a little bit more of a, a, a rub to Bray Wyatt. So more likely, it's not going to be a situation where they pulled the rug from under him because it seems like they're invested in him because they made him a feature right off the bat on Raw. Even before their current champion, who is phenomenal, Bailey. He went before Bailey. But you just want to sit there worried because it's WWE and you hate giving any positive feedback for WWE. No, like I said, I just hope they don't do what they've done to him in the past. Well, but I think he, the potential for him to be a bigger star than he is, is it, is it uh, there on Raw? Yes, it is. Like I said, it's a flagship show. This is where Miss Blee's all the bread and butter really comes from. Mm-hmm. And I will say, putting him on Raw is a real smart idea because it's three hours, so it's not like you're fitting him in somewhere. It is something that you can run with and have a, a featured part throughout it. Walt, what are your thoughts on Bray going from number one and going from SmackDown Raw? I like it. Um, I mean, I don't, I mean, for me, it doesn't really matter which brand he's on, but I think, I think it's a, it's kind of a smart move because now you, you kind of keep Bray Fiend away from Roman Reigns for, for a bit now. Like, you don't, you don't have to rush back into that. And then um, when Roman wins, you won't have the marks like Smitty complaining that they're just buried him again. So we get, we get to get away from that. Um, Also, I, I, I mean, the angle they're going with him right now, with him, with him and uh, and Alexa, is going really strong, and it and it and they kind of look. It looks like you know maybe they're going to enter something with uh with Andrade, possibly. But I mean, I don't like I, last I saw I was, he wasn't drafted anywhere, right? Yeah, he's, he's still, still like, technically, technically a free agent. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean I, that that could be something. Um, I mean, o- overall though, I, I like I yeah I like the move. I mean, and also it gives just a, a little bit more star power to Raw, which I feel like it was kind of lacking. Raw was very top heavy, but the the further down a card you kind of go, you didn't really you don't really have anyone else that that can that's really going to draw you in or make you want to sit and watch for three hours. Now with Bray Wyatt there, you have that. You have something else outside of what's going on with uh with with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. And look, let's be very honest. Because of the Drew McIntyre Randy Orton thing, you're probably going to not see the Fiend touch the title picture, the main title picture, for a little bit anyway. It's uh, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt has a history, obviously. But if the plan is Randy Orton versus Edge at WrestleMania, you're not going to see Randy Orton versus the Fiend at WrestleMania, unless that's also something that you could, if you want to think about it. If Edge isn't able to come back at WrestleMania and you give that belt to Randy Orton, you have a really good backup match in Randy Orton versus The Fiend for the WWE Championship. You could have The Fiend win the Royal Rumble, you know, and go to WrestleMania to challenge Randy Orton and win the belt and have a huge WrestleMania moment because Randy Orton is winning this. The thought process is Randy Orton is winning the belt from Drew McIntyre to hold until WrestleMania to drop to Edge. The only change would be to drop to The Fiend. It's a good backup plan. It is something that they should follow through with, especially uh, given The Fiend's popularity. Smitty, what are your thoughts on a possible on that being your number, your B? The A plan is Orton versus Edge, give it to Edge at Mania. The B plan should be Orton versus Fiend, give it to Fiend at WrestleMania. Or do you think that I know you're going to think that they might not give him the belt, therefore burying him. But is it a good backup plan to have Randy Orton versus the Fiend at WrestleMania? The thought process. Yeah, I think it's a good. I think it's one of the best ideas for a backup. Honestly, uh, WWE's talking about how like people always talk about how WWE has a problem developing newer stars, and uh, Orton having a finger over at Mania. That just that's one of those things. Like also, it's a uh, also you also look at it as uh, you could build a star like Wyatt dropped to Orton a couple of years ago at Mania, so this would be then you come in full circle. Mm-hmm. Now the other crazy thing about this is is Randy Orton versus the Fiend is a backup plan for the possible COVID stuff that is going on here in America and obviously in Canada. You know, Edge lives in Canada with Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix hasn't been seen on NXT television because she is in Canada. She's been doing all of her broadcasting from home and there's a stand-in sitting next to Vic Joseph uh, on the one side of him, just like there's a stand-in for uh, uh, Wade Barrett. I almost called him by his shoot name, Stu Bennett, Um, on NXT television. Yes, we have still have the commentators, but they can do that from home. Edge was there for Mania, obviously, a little bit afterwards. Uh, then he got injured. So the fact that Beth Phoenix is staying home during all of this, it's very possible the Edge will have to stay home uh, if restrictions aren't lifted for travel. So therefore, even if it's not an injury-related, WWE seems to be going, now we have a real strong backup. Well, are you hoping uh, if – obviously, Orton versus Edge is your – top billing for WrestleMania, right? Even if they do 
Roman versus The Rock on the SmackDown side, which is also being talked about. But Roman versus, I mean, uh, Orton versus Edge is obviously a huge thing. What do you think about Orton versus The Fiend? Is it a is it a smart backup plan to have? Sorry, I'm fixing the toilet right now. Um, it's okay. <laughs> Plungers. Oh, okay. All right. Hi, Katie. Um, <laughs> she can't hear you, but yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to see Orton versus The Fiend because then that means it won't be Edge and, Edge and Orton like I want it to be. So, no, I don't want that to happen. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying, do you think it's a smart backup? Obviously, the top draw is Orton Edge. That's what we want. That's what everyone wants. But COVID, injury, there's a lot of at stake with getting Edge from Canada down to California, Florida, wherever the fuck they choose to do WrestleMania. So is it a smart idea and a good idea for this being backup? I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. It is is a good idea. That is a good backup plan uh, for Orton versus Fiend. I mean, I... I don't, I don't think they'll do that. Just for the simple fact, I mean, I, I guess unless they turn Orton babyface or 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 just turn Fiend babyface or something, but you're going to have a heel versus heel main event at, at WrestleMania. I don't see that really happening. Um, I don't so really I, think I the just, Fiend is heel. I no, I mean. And in, in, in the sense, in, in the sense of the word, no, he's not. The fans love him. He's he's super over, and he sells, and he sells a ton of merch, and every and you know he every everyone loves him, right? It's universally mm-hmm. known. Everyone everyone likes him. But in a traditional sense, I mean, he he is. But also at the same time, I mean, he he kind of he goes after everybody, right? He goes after baby faces, he goes after heels, he goes after people who don't really have us have a real. Real, real status there. So, I mean, you know, so yeah, I mean, he just finished up. He was just had a, had this little thing with Kevin Owens going for a bit there, and now and now attacking Andrade. Which, I mean, I I get confused with what they're doing with Andrade week to week because sometimes I think they're gonna they're gonna turn him and then they don't. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I could, yeah, I mean, it it would be a good idea. I would. I guess, yeah, I would, I wouldn't mind seeing that, but again, like I, I want what I want. Right. Of course. Yeah. Let's no one, we don't (laughs) want it, but if we have to deal with it, we'll take it. Um, And yeah, you know, I really think the Andrade thing, uh, I know he went went undrafted, but he's supposed to be the raw tag team champion right now. Uh, If it wasn't for the injury to Angel Garza at the end of that match, I'm pretty sure that they were going over on the street profits. Um, And then you'd probably see them on SmackDown rather Plan than change Mikey. Right. I know that's, I understand that, but that's what I'm <laughs> saying. True. I don't feel like they're just throwing Andrade to, the, I, I think now they are like, fuck, what do we do? But I think well, they yeah. had a plan and then, you know, torn quads change every hips, change everything. Uh, the second pick, obviously, as I was stating, uh, Bailey stays on SmackDown as the SmackDown women's champion. Randy Orton for number three stays on raw. And then number four, the street profits, Angelo Dawkins and Mark Montez Ford as we talked about last week, go from raw to SmackDown. Smitty, I actually want to talk to you about this as well. All they did with the new day were literally, like I said, hand each other the opposite belts, right? I I feel like that's kind of a weird thing because in WWE world, it's still titles, right? So why not have like, okay, we're drafted to each brand. Let's have a, have a have a match two fall match 
Whoever wins the first fall is the goes to Raw, takes the Raw Tag Team Championships. Whoever wins the second fall takes the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Then it's really possible that make you think, oh, they're putting the new day back together because they can win the Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Champions, and now they're still on SmackDown with Big E. I feel like they could have done a lot more than just hand them swap over the belts, personally. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm swapping the belt, so I think I was all right with it. But it was like it, it, that's what reality said. I'm like, well, they they actually are just letting the new day at this point. Mm-hmm. So just kind of like reality kind of kicked in. Like I, I would have way preferred what you just said there. I have a two fall match uh, sometime on, probably on SmackDown just to figure out who, what belt goes where. Uh, but outside of that, like the, the just exchanging of the belts was just kind of meh. Right. There was like no real drama or anything to it. They could have done stuff with it. They chose not to. Um, so yeah, like you said, finally the finality of the new day being broken up. It's official. Kofi and Xavier are on raw as the new day. Uh, Biggie on SmackDown. Talk a little bit about what was said on SmackDown. How did you feel about that promo? So we got smell the whole when they talked about the moments and all that good stuff. It just reminded you how great the New Day were as a group, uh, and how many moments they actually uh, provided over the last five six years. And um, it, it was just one of those really. It was a feel good moment. Um, it, it was probably the best one you could probably send a New Day off at this point. Well, New Day obviously real popular tag team. Um, you're also a fan of the New Day. You're, you know, huge proponent of how they t- they're they one of the people who took a shitty gimmick to be given with and then literally turned it around and made it the most popular gimmick in WWE. Uh, what are your thoughts on the split, and did you watch the promo on SmackDown? Um, uh, number, number one, I, I watched the promo on SmackDown, and that was like, I got the little tinglys watching it um, last night. So, I mean, I... Excellent promo, and, and and I mean that wasn't a promo. That was just that was just three guys talking, being real, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because because yeah, before they they were the new day. Kofi was just looked like he was just going to be forever be a mid car guy who will get the occasional IC title, UC t- US title run, just you know, just because. Um, Biggie and Xavier Woods, they both they it seemed like they were they were going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, Big Biggie broke in with a with a ton of potential, won the IC title like relatively quickly, and um had great success down in FCW and it just for whatever reason it just he just wasn't translating, you know, in, in WWE and Xavier Woods who I mean he he, he had he had the dan- he had a little dance gimmick when he when he first broke in and was our truth's uh little, little buddy. Mm-hmm. And but again, not really going, not really going anywhere, and and then they they did that, and it 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 took off, you know. Um, as far as the split, as much as I'm a fan of them, as much as I enjoy them as a group, I think it was time, and to to have them split by going to separate shows, I think it 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 does you the solid of not having to have them like break up and have somebody turn heel. Mm-hmm. You know, and turn their back on each other. You know, the the, the traditional 
a re- wrestling way to break up a tag team or like break up a group. It's just like, all right, hey, we're going to go our separate ways and we're still boys and we'll, we'll see each other down the line again. But, and, you know, I, and I feel like th- this should be a launching point for Big E uh, going forward. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's going to be WrestleMania main event next year. Oh, Walt paused. <laughs> How's your Wi-Fi at home, bro? <laughs> That's usually my thing. That's right. Yeah, he's stealing your gimmick. Hopefully, he's not. We're not going to start being wrong about things. Oh, yeah, man. he's back. <laughs> Seriously, I just said all of that and like nothing, huh? Hold on, hold on. All we got, we got right up to. I don't think he's going to be WrestleMania event next year. So okay, like that makes me just feel like a lot last, better. It's just like the last 10, 15 <laughs> seconds of whatever you said. <laughs> AT&T internet, man. It's super great. <laughs> In certain spots of the house, it breaks up. Mine does the same too, man. My fucking Wi-Fi sucks where my PlayStation 4 is. So that's why I pulled one uh, Kayla's PlayStation 4. I, you know, She's on punishment, so I can take it. And I put it in the living room. So I have better Wi-Fi and can do uh, more online gaming. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay. But... I don't think I said. Oh yeah, you don't think he's going. Yeah, I don't think he's going. Yeah, he's not going to be main event next year, but like very soon. I think he's on his way to being Mm. that that top that top guy. You know, I mean, and and also work with New Day. His promos, his promo ability got twenty times better than what it was when he first started. And that's when you got to be able to talk if you're going to be the guy, and he can do that. That's awesome because yeah, Biggie. I mean, look, there's been many a times that a lot of people have said Biggie has the look. Big E has the skill set. Big Big E moves around in the ring like a top guy that should be in the main event status. Now, granted, we know that he's on the same show as Roman Reigns, right? We know that it's, if anything, it's going to eventually be Big E versus Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is a bad guy right now. Big E is a good guy. It's also very possible that might be a backup for this WrestleMania if they can't get the rock. You could see Roman versus Big E, but the problem with that is you get Roman and Big E at this one, it is very likely, way more likely, that Big E loses to Roman Reigns than The Fiend losing to Randy Orton. So I don't know if I like that as a backup because I feel like the minute you put Big E into that moment, into that stratosphere, one, you're automatically reinvoking the thoughts of uh, Kofi Kingston's WrestleMania win. Automatically. Because of how tied big e and the new day are and obviously when kofi won it was a huge deal at that wrestlemania you put big e there and then take away and then give him a loss to even roman reigns who the fans are already you know even though right now he's doing his best work and i have no fucking clue why the fans hate roman reigns right now because you wanted a heel turn he's got a heel turn he is phenomenal everyone's excuses he never really changed he still had the same music and he's wearing the vest vest is gone the music, it's just a staple. You're going to have to deal with it. Um, Big E versus Roman Reigns, possibly at WrestleMania, I don't think is a good idea. Walt, what are your thoughts? As a backup um, plan. As a, as, as a backup plan, here, okay, so here, here's a, here's a, this is a sports guy in me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so with, with every, every champion in, in every sport, you 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 have you you go through heartbreak first, right? You have that you have to have the heartbreak. You get to the big stage, but you don't win, and that just motivates you. And that and then you can and then that tells a story for the next year. Take for instance the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are the Stanley Cup champions. Last year they had heartbreak. They were every everyone thought they'd win, 
They stumped their toe. They got swept in the first round by the worst by the worst team that was in the playoffs last year. And this year, they rebounded. They won the Stanley Cup, albeit bubble hockey, but still, it was it, it it was a big moment. It made it that much sweeter for those guys to win. So, in in, in that in, in that thinking, it's like all right, if they have to go Biggie Roman, and Biggie falls to Roman at Mania. Then I, I think you can use that. That, that can be like a, just another thing, like in the story of Big E, so that when he finally does reach reach the mountaintop and get and get that big spot and win, it's that much more special. Kind of like Shawn Michaels, right? He he lost to Diesel in '95, had had kind of had the redemption for all throughout '95, got back to '96, ended up winning the title in '96, and ha- and had had that big WrestleMania moment. I'm not saying Biggie is Shawn Michaels, but however, I'm just saying like if that if they if that's what they have to do, if that is the best available match to them at WrestleMania, I would I would not hate it if that's if they used if they kind of used used it like that where you you keep the belt of Roman, but you still build Big E and you and you tell a story of overcoming and try and trying to win and then eventually winning. Now, if he never wins and just goes to the back down to the mid card for the next three years, then, you know, that's a, it's a waste of everything. Okay. Smitty, what are your thoughts on that scenario? Uh, I thought they were going to use that for the backup. I thought they were probably, if they, if they don't get rock Roman, they're going to go Seth Roman. Seth. Well, Seth is a bad guy though. I think that, that once again, there's a possibility to turn. There's always a possibility to turn them at some point or another. But uh, I think they will more likely go with Seth the Roman over Big E Roman for a backup if they can't get Rock Roman. What do you think, Roman Lars Sullivan? Missing <laughs> Link versus uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns. But again, I'm I'm actually saying, what are your thoughts on possibly using Big E in that scenario that Walt just laid out? Still have the heartbreak even with the loss, but hopefully within the next year, come back and get the big victory. Because, look, I'll be very honest, man. The only reason I was rooting for the Astros to go to the World Series this year is so the Dodgers could beat the shit out of them. That's all I wanted. I wanted someone in the Dodgers uh, dugout uh, when the Astros are up to bat to start beating on a fucking trash can because that would have been hilarious to me, right? That would have been beautiful. I wanted the Astros to win because I I root for the heels sometimes. Right. I just wanted them to lose. I wanted that redemption story. It's very similar. The Dodgers and the Astros, redemption story. L.A. Dodgers beating the Astros for the World yeah. Series this year, I thought would have been great. But oh no, uh, Smitty, I wanted the Astros to win the World Series. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Uh, Smitty, because um, so your thoughts on that scenario? So um, I think it'd be a nice story, long as like say, if the redemption happens. Mm-hmm. So that this is simple. Smitty, you're really good. I lo- I love how detailed you get with everything. Z, what we're talking about right now. <laughs> Is the chills, man? Chills, man. Baby. Um, see you. If Roman and The Rock can't happen at WrestleMania with the split of the New Day being final, maybe a possibility of Roman versus Big E at WrestleMania for the backup. Walt's scenario is build it like you did Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels loses to Diesel in '95, but comes back the next year in '96 and wins the big title because obviously they're this is looking like a major push for Big E by separating him okay, from the new Okay, how was day. I supposed to know? That was rude. Um, hi, <laughs> say hi. 
Um, I would like to see that build too, but they're uh, if they they're not going to do Roman and The Rock without a crowd. It'd be stupid. So if your backup's Big E, I like it. Um, I you can't build it just like Sean because he's more of a powerhouse than Sean was. But mm-hmm. I do like the uh, redemption storyline. And that's, yeah, that's what he was saying, like a sports thing. Like, you know, in sports, the best thing is some of the best things to watch is somebody that lost and then gets to build back up, similar to the Tampa Bay Lightning getting swept out in the first round last year and then winning the Stanley Cup this year. It's a redemption storyline. makes you uh, uh, that much more special to see the final win. Um, I'm not sure I'm totally happy about it. I understand the redemption storyline, but not to play Smitty here, it does not seem like when WWE goes into these long-term storylines with things like this, they're more for the person that they have more favor in, that being Roman Reigns right now. You know, Shawn Michaels is the guy. He had a lot of backstage pull and everything. They wanted Shawn Michaels. Same, similar to how we were talking about with Stone Cold Steve Austin last year, uh, last week. He won the King of the Ring and didn't win the WWF title for two years. But he was the guy they wanted to go with. Injuries, however, stepped that away. They still kept him on the mic. They still kept him talking and eventually still gave him that title. I'm not – so in that scenario, Austin was the guy. Shawn Michaels was the guy. I'm not sure, again, that Big E is the guy that they will say, yeah, we want you to lose to win and then stick with the to win part because other ones they would have. So me personally, while I do also love the scenario that Walt played out, I am not in the hap- would not be thinking this is a smart backup. Now, Smitty, you bringing up Seth Rollins is a good backup plan because they'll never be low on Seth Rollins ever. They love Seth Rollins, at least for now, right? The the, the look of it is so. Even if Seth Rollins loses to Roman at Mania, it's still Seth will be floating around the top. Uh, hierarchy of the card very possible um <clears throat> number five of uh the draft uh the last round the last one for round one was charlotte flair she stays on raw uh braun Strowman kicks off round two at pick number six and he goes from smackdown to raw daniel bryan uh the b plus player uh stays on smackdown Matt Riddle goes from smackdown to raw you know let's just go ahead and keep featuring these people that have a lot of uh, lawsuits against them. WWE is really making themselves look good. Uh, Kevin Owens is number nine pick. He goes from Raw to SmackDown. Then shared a private tweet with him and Sami Zayn about how they're back together again. He goes, remember we made a whole crowd stand on their feet with this. Um, so I'm going to lead in with this one. This one will take a break from the draft and we'll talk on this. Sami Zayn currently is on a remarkable run as the Intercontinental Champion on SmackDown. It is spectacular. Everything that he's doing, the way they're letting him talk, the way they're letting him run with this, it's something that we've wanted to see from Sami Zayn, even in NXT. Because let's be very honest, even NXT Sami Zayn's championship run is it wasn't this good, right? He he got that belt and then immediately dropped it to Kevin. Granted, he's fine with that, you know, but we all wanted a real run out of Sami Zayn as NXT champion. Sami Zayn as IC champion is spectacular. Smitty, your thoughts on the move of Kevin Owens. Are we going to get a fight forever moment this time, maybe possibly at WrestleMania? Kevin Owens, the face versus heel Sami Zayn at uh, WrestleMania for the Intercontinental belt. Again, look, 
We love watching these guys fight. Yes, it's repetitive, but God damn, is it so good every time they go toe-to-toe in the ring. I don't even think we're going to get it at Mania. I think we'll probably get it at the Rumble. Yeah. If anything, uh, because I think they'll rush that story because they know what they have on their hands right there. So, but uh, I, I, I'm i looking forward to it. it was like, like you said, um, Sami Zayn's IC run is phenomenal. He annoys me in all the right ways as a heel. And um, that's something that's really, really hard to do, especially today in, the, in today's uh, world of the internet and things being leaked and all that good stuff. And, and he um, is a fucking beauty on the internet, on Twitter and shit, because he's always wanting to give back and do charity stuff. So it's not even like he's playing, like Kevin Owens as a heel when he's on Twitter is heel, 100%. But Sami Zayn is like, dude, donate here, donate here, SammyForSyria.com, all this stuff. And then he gets on TV and he's like, fuck you, you hate me. And you're like, you're fucking right, I hate you. It was like, like uh, Sami Zayn's like, Probably one of the best actors. That make that's he's one of the best actors in WWE right now. Uh, nice. So the fact. So you, as you're thinking, Royal Rumble will get. It. I think Royal Rumble sets up the Mania match in a Haluva kick, sending uh, Kevin Owens over the top rope accidentally. So you think there's going to be a quick heel run for, K- for KO? No, 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 no. I'm saying they're they're hot. You know, for a couple months backstage hey what's up man good to see you and stuff sammy he's like oh, i don't think you should be doing this well i think you should be doing this you know blah 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 you can do the friendship face heel thing and then at royal rumble like you know some little Your things happen thing. throughout the way yeah and then there's a situation where kevin owens is and sammy Zayn are teaming up at the rumble and then a haluva kick misses somebody else and it sends kevin owens over the top rope setting up the Royal Rumble fallout to the WrestleMania match, which is usually the best way to build anything in WWE. A lot of the past best WrestleMania matches have been set up from stuff at the Royal Rumble. I feel like they were because they already know what they have on their hands with Sammy and uh, Kevin. I think that's why I think they were kind of rushing. Kevin. Kevin. Kevin! (laughs) (laughs) So that makes sense. Actually, all right, let's move on with this uh, draft. Next, Jeff Hardy moves from SmackDown to Raw to finish out round two. Uh, round three kicks off with Retribution staying on Raw, that being Mustafa Ali, T-Bar, May, Slapjack, and Reckoning. Uh, then Lars Sullivan and all of his uh, anger towards whatever the fuck he's angry at stays on SmackDown. Again, another guy featured in the draft. and He'd be that angry too, or that ugly. It's uh, with the lisp. <laughs> uh, you can't even talk. Hey, we're going to put you on a show you can't even say properly. Where are you going? Smackdown. <laughs> uh, up next, Keith Lee, uh, 13 pick, stays on Raw. Baron, sorry, King Corbin stays on Smackdown. Alexa Bliss moves from Smackdown to Raw, further keeping her and Bray Wyatt together. Elias makes a surprise return and goes from SmackDown to Raw. Let's talk about this. Elias was set to have a really good push come Mania time and then just decided to be injured as fuck for the last year. Um, are we still high on Elias? Or are we hoping that he kind of goes away, Walt? Well, Jeff Hardy hit him with a damn car because he got <laughs> drunk, that damn Jeff Hardy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, I, I love Elias. 
Um, as you know, one of my one of my uh, few regrets in life is that I did not name my uh, my oldest child Elias. Uh, <laughs> Instead, he's a Wyatt. Yeah, he's a Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I feel like with Elias, it, he's had a lot of stop, start stops. You know, it's been he'll he'll get a he'll get a good push, and he'll you he's featured. I mean, he he was featured what. Out of a out of a two hour show on SmackDown before he got hurt, I mean he 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 was on there what three four times you know mm-hmm. and and even when, and when he was on Raw three hour show he's on there four or five times you know every, every show like whether he's and like not ever really not ever really wrestling I mean I legitimately cannot remember the last time I wa- I saw Elias in a wrestling match like I've been racking my mm-hmm. brain trying to think the last <laughs> right mm-hmm. I mean it's like was it mania yeah okay yeah so like i mean it's but he's a guy who i mean i i, I say it a lot but like he's a guy, he doesn't need a title to be to be to get over he just gets over with that guitar and he plays his role perfectly um no, no matter heel or maybe when he's a baby face for two and a half months you always go back to him in Seattle, man, <laughs> with Kevin Owens. Oh my God, those boots! <laughs> but, wonderful. Know, yeah, he's like so. I I hope that they get something for him so he can maintain and and be and just be involved in storylines and have a good storyline. It looks like he's gonna have something going with Jeff Hardy because he knocked the hell out of him with that guitar. When he popped up, so I'm 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 hoping that they that they can do something together with him. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean I love Elias, and I, and I hope that this run now, now that he's back from injury, that it goes well for him, and that he can stay healthy and and get the push that I think he he deserves. And frankly, I think a lot of people would like to see. Well, here's the crazy thing about uh, him attacking Jeff Hardy for being hit with the car. Remember, it wasn't Jeff Hardy driving that car; it was Sheamus who subsequently been drafted to Raw. And uh, Sheamus was setting up Jeff Hardy, drove the car, and then, you know, fucking covered him in liquor, threw the liquor in the in the, uh, in, in the car and stuff to make it look like Jeff Hardy was driving that car. But we re- found out that Sheamus. So Elias coming back as a heel to attack Jeff Hardy seems kind of weird to me, especially when the storyline played out that Jeff wasn't driving the car. So are they kind yeah, of... but you're not supposed to remember that. Look... Revisionist history, I understand. That's all WWE does. But I do remember that. A lot of people remember that. And so, therefore, maybe this sort of plays into Elias come back because he still thinks Jeff Hardy did it. And then eventually Jeff's like, no, man, look, look at the video package, man. And then because, you know, it's very Southern draw. Uh, Smitty, your thoughts on Elias coming back? Happy or fuck, man? Come on, dude. Let's just be done with him already. Oh, I've been big on Elias since he came up. This is uh, this is call up. Like we all said, like uh, when he was in NXT, there was really nothing that was interesting. I hated him in NXT. That's what what that's that's what you get to my point is that we we none of us were really big on him on NXT. But since he's come no, up to a that's not really now, big is way different than I hated him in NXT. I did not want anything to do with Elias. That's not not being big on him. I'm not really big on. I'm trying to think of someone I'm not really big on. Lars Sullivan. Yeah, I, no, ugh, oh, hate no. him too. Um, <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm Angel not, Garza. I'm, I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah, Angel Garza. I'm not like whatever, man. Like it's 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 a whatever thing. I don't think you're gonna do much. Maybe you will. Probably you won't. You know, uh, I'm not big on Angel Garza. Elias, I hate it. Absolutely, like not in a not in a boo. You're a heel kind of way. In a man, what the fuck are you even doing in this this sport? Kind of way. So not big on the guitar. Definitely over exaggerating how much I liked it. <laughs> but uh, we all we've all said like since he's come up to Raw, SmackDown, whatnot, he's been it's been like complete one eight. It's been a complete three sixty. Um, like you, you've enjoyed almost everything he does, whether he's a heel or a face. So um, I'm just I'm kind of actually excited to see where they go with this for right now. Fair, so, okay. <clears throat> I'm giving it a chance. As you say, Holy shit, Smitty's given something a chance in WWE because we all know it stands for Walk with Elias. <clears throat> all right, Sami Zayn is the next draft pick, uh, uh, number 17 on Raw, staying on SmackDown. Lacey Evans then goes from SmackDown to Raw. Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura stay on SmackDown. Sheamus, as we mentioned earlier, SmackDown hey, Can I Raw. say something real quick? Yeah. Um, just real quick on Sami Zayn. Smitty said he thinks Sami Zayn is one of the best actors. Sami Zayn isn't acting. <laughs> like, he, he is 100% himself. Like, that is how he is in real life. He is just going out there being himself. And, like, cause I've heard interviews with him. Like, I, the first interview I ever heard with him, he was on Talk is Jericho um, a few years ago. And he and Sami Zayn was a babyface in the company at that time. And I, I just remember walking into an interview going, I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> like, I just want to punch you in the face. Uh, so I get why you and Kevin Owens are friends. <laughs> like I, I, you know, like, uh, like ah, yeah. Like, but yeah, no, he's not acting. I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, Sheamus she- goes from SmackDown to Raw. Nikki Cross goes from SmackDown to Raw as well, further entangling her with Alexa Bliss <clears throat> and whatever the fuck is going on. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode move from Raw to SmackDown. R-Truth, your 24-7 champion, stays on Raw. I want to stop and talk about this, not that it's a major thing, but I had said something that if you really wanted to build retribution as a major team, a major force, you could do something with Mustafa Ali to where he won the 24-7 championship. Therefore, he could be on SmackDown and Raw, and he can have divisions of retribution. If you really want to destroy WWE, you'd have both shows, right? So Mustafa Ali being able to float between SmackDown and Raw with retribution members on both, destroying pieces of the show, that'd be fucking great. I would love that kind of idea. It makes all kinds of sense in the world, but they didn't do it. Not to say they can't do it still, right? But with the draft, you could have done something like that. Him win the 24-7 championship after certain members were drafted to Raw and then other members were drafted to SmackDown. Ali wins 24-7 championship. He runs Retribution all over both. I would have loved to see something like that because I think that would have been a uh, a really good arc to build more heat on Retribution. <clears throat> That's just a me thing. Uh, up next is the uh, Apollo Crews goes from Raw to SmackDown. Uh, effectively taking him away from the United States Championship and all the things going on with the Hurt business. We'll sit here on Apollo Crews for a second. Smitty, are you kind of hoping that now he goes up against uh, Sami Zayn for the IC title since 
He's do he was doing so well. I, I I loved his little bit of run on Raw in the mid card right there. Do you think it's a smart idea to put him up with Sami Zayn? I think it's one of the best things you can do. Um, also, take him away from the hurt business. Um, well, like, like I think I mentioned it last week, like about the alignment of the hurt business right now. So, um, so that's kind of like maybe we can get some um. An actual answer about the alignment of the hurt business are they heels? Are they faces? It's like during Raw, they'll go and pound on Ricochet and they were pounding on Ricochet and Apollo like heels, but then when Retribution came out, all of a sudden they turned off face. Yes, so pulling Apollo away from that scenario actually may clarify some stuff with uh, with that. And him and Sami Zayn just sounds like that would just be amazing, uh, amazing view to at least in ring wise. And it seemed like Apollo's also starting to find himself a little bit more on the mic lately. So he's always just said Sammy's doing a really good job. So it, I think that would be a good feud. Okay. Uh, up next, uh, Daba Kato. He was a free agent. Now he's on Raw. Uh, Titus O'Neil slides his way into staying on Raw. Carmella stays on SmackDown. Peyton Royce stays on Raw. Let's see what you did there with Titus. Uh, (laughs) alistair black is your next big move and uh shocker at the end of the draft uh not the final draft but the second to last pick uh alistair black goes from raw to smackdown uh possibly keeping up with the whole him and kevin owens thing right now uh they're both on smackdown walt what are your thoughts right there with alistair black because he's it's like they wanted to push him and then they didn't because he got injured and then they tried to figure out a way to separate uh, his new character, do something different. What are your thoughts? Um, I, 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 I like this sort of reinvention of Aleister Black that they're, that they're going through right now. Cause he, his character, even at NXT, he never felt like he should have been a face. You know, he, he always felt like to me, he should be a really aggressive type heel. And and that's what we're seeing out of him right out of him right now, with with the with the Kevin Owens things that it, that based off of SmackDown this week, it looks like they are going to keep going with that uh, that storyline. So I mean, I I, I like Alistair Black. Um, I like him in NXT. I think he can be. I think he can be a really he can be a really good uh, new Dolph Ziggler. Just kind of put you can put him in with anybody and just. Try to make it work, and I and kind of walking back a little bit, going back to Apollo Cruz. Um, I in in the last in the last few months, the, he's really he's finally his character's finally taken off, and I've always kind of felt with Apollo Cruz, the biggest issue for him is when he came up to 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 the main roster, nobody really knew who he was because even when he was in NXT, he wasn't in NXT for very long. No, and, he was and, just starting to get going in NXT when they pulled yeah, him away. And then they pull him away, bumped him up, and it's like no one, no one, no, no one knew, no one really knew what to make of him, and 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 who he was. So I, I think that kind of played a role in kind of like keeping him back a little bit. And now that he's he's gotten more screen time, and he's got he he's got himself, he's gotten more comfortable with uh, with the WWE style and and work and working matches, and also getting better. He's not great, but he's getting better on the mic. Um, I I, th- I think it's it's going to do a, a world do a world of uh, good for him. I really thought 
Oh, AT&T Internet. <laughs> oh, man. He might just want to connect to his own personal 5G, whatever he's got going on over there. Get off that internet. It's still a normal gimmick, huh? <laughs> no, he's been right about a lot of freezing. things. I say he's black. He's freezing. Uh, his screen is freezing all the time now. I don't think he can steal your blackness, bro. <laughs> like, I just think you guys are black. <laughs> Side note. It's like an Oreo cookie right here. <laughs> All right. Hey. <laughs> hey, welcome back. back. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> um, it froze. Uh, shit. I literally was thinking five seconds ago, bro. So, like your last okay. five, three sentences. Okay. I thought I thought he was going to join the Hurt Business. Yes. Is what I was getting at. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And which, which I think it could have served well for him. But at the same time, I feel like that, that's the easy way out. For him too, like just I would just turn him heel and put him in a group, and and then then you get lazy, then you can get lazy booking. I mean, but, I think but. I think it would have been great for him personally because, like you had say, stated earlier, he's good on the mic, but he's not, you know, yeah. he's, he's, he's he all right. Mouth mic, right? You yeah. go and you put him with MVP, you get him more promo time, you get him more promo skills, just like we were talking about with Biggie in the New Day. You put him with two people that could talk really well you're going to get better. And you put him with MVP, he's only going to see how MVP works and how MV- the nuances of the promo and then become even better. I would have loved to see that. Give him a little of a run and then him going, nah, just fucking, you know, go face. Granted, at time, because it's like, you know, you guys fucked me over. I fucked you over from the inside, you know? Something I would have liked to have seen Apollo Crews do. But to truly get the skills more on the mic, he would have had to stick with them for a while, and it would have had to been a very slow build for a for a turn on the hurt. The funny thing is, uh, Sandra said in, a, uh, in an interview recently that he didn't know he was in the hurt business. He, he thought it was going to be Apollo that was going into the hurt business. That's how he found out the raw he actually turned. That's when he found out that he was going in. He wow. said both him and Ricochet thought it was going to be Apollo going in. That's crazy. Uh, the draft finishes off on raw. Swerve, bro. <laughs> the fat draft finishes off Raw uh, with Akira Tozawa as uh, the, the 30th pick staying on Raw. Then you have your supplemental picks that happen on Raw Talk. Uh, Lana stays on Raw. Natalia, who just can't get Chris Benoit off of her mind with her toothless aggression, goes from Raw to SmackDown. Oh. Riddick Moss <laughs> Riddick Moss stays on Raw. The Riot Squad, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, go from Raw to SmackDown. And then Arturo Ruaz goes from NXT to Raw. So the only two things that you saw with NXT is you, they gained a member and lost a member because someone left uh, the redemption, retribution, sorry. <laughs> uh, retaliation, a.k.a. Mercedes Martinez, uh, fucking goes from Raw to NXT. Uh, and she now returns to her previous name, Mercedes Martinez. Apparently she needed to have some retaliation for how shitty that name was. Uh, these are the free agents. Uh, so Mercedes Martinez goes from Raw to SmackDown. Shorty G stays on SmackDown. Uh, Lucha House Party officially does the split with Grand Metalik and Lindsay Dorado going from SmackDown to Raw while Kalisto is staying on SmackDown. Billy Kay officially completes the split from Peyton Royce as she goes to SmackDown from Raw. Eric of the Viking Raiders stays on Raw. Tamina stays on SmackDown. Zelina Vega follows her husband from Raw to Smack. I mean, follows Alistair Black from Raw to SmackDown. 
And then you have the free agents where nothing happened with them. The first one being Andrade, still a free agent, still was a raw brand guy. Becky Lynch, obviously she's out on maternity leave, but wasn't even mentioned in this. Uh, and she still, st- she was on Raw pre this. Big Show was on Raw before this, not ma- nothing mentioned. Uh, Bo Dallas allegedly might still be on SmackDown. Uh, the Forgotten Sons, who uh, allegedly are still on SmackDown. Ivar allegedly still on Raw, which is crazy because Eric was announced as staying on Raw, but they didn't announce Ivar, which I understand is also injured, but makes it seem like you're breaking up a tag team there, even though you didn't switch anything up. Uh, the, Jimmy Uso obviously is uh, not mentioned, but allegedly still on SmackDown. Jinder Mahal was a Raw guy before this. Kane was a SmackDown guy. Maurice was a SmackDown girl. Mickey James was a Raw girl, and Mojo Raleigh uh, was a SmackDown guy. These are all the free agents that have not been given a spot or a place to go. I guess you could say the most notable one, even though Becky Lynch is on this, is Andrade because he's the one who's been featured week to week to week to week. And you're kind of just hoping they do something with him. Uh, Is there anyone else that sticks out a little bit more to you, Smitty, that you kind of wish they would have thrown a bone to? Mm-hmm. Not really. Because the only person I can think, like Andrade, at least like you just mentioned me. Andrade's been the weekly feature, been a weekly feature on Raw, and just for him not to have a home at this point is just kind of, I feel like that's just. I think he's staying with Charlotte. Huh? I think he's, he's staying with Raw? Charlotte. No, no, I mean, like, you know, his, his home. He, he lives in Charlotte's oh. house. <laughs> probably can't afford anything right now he's not really making that money <laughs> he moved in charlotte's place what do you saying that yeah he'll probably end up staying on raw yeah because i mean yeah charlotte's there they usually don't split up the couples they and they seem like a real serious couple because it's not like they're not posting about shit on social media all the time uh so it's very possible that he just stays to raw um so that's it overall draft uh Bunch of moves, bunch of tag teams splitting up uh, in a favorable way. Other tag teams getting more, a little bit more featured, being Rude and Ziggler, things like that. Uh, Walt, what are your overall thoughts of the draft? What is the biggest thing to you? Or what are you What are you hoping comes from it going forward? Um, I mean, the draft was a draft. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say other than that. Um, what I'm hoping for is, I think, what everyone's hoping for: fre- get, get fresh storylines. Um, see, see some, see some different matches. See some different uh, opponents. Get some, get build some, some new rivalries. Um, seeing AJ go to SmackDown, I was, I mean, AJ go to Raw, I was excited for. But seeing Seth leave Raw because I kind of was hoping for AJ Seth, um, thing, uh, program program coming up here soon because I, I, I just think that would just be awesome. You know, just for my own selfish reasons, because two two guys that I that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, when that, now you know you got you got the Street Profits on SmackDown. They 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 get a whole uh, new uh, one tag team to face now on SmackDown. Uh, no, Rude and uh, Ziggler went there. There's two. <laughs> oh, two now. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you got you got what sushi bar and um and Rude and Ziggler. Yeah, <laughs> right. So that costs are all six That's not their name. It is now. 
I, I, I just assumed. I, I, I assumed that was your name. Okay. That is fucking spectacular. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. But, Sushi but over- bar. <laughs> but, but overall, okay. I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't... I, I don't think we're really going to... I think they're they're going to finish up wrap up all, all the little other robberies, all the people who followed each other show to show. Hopefully they wrap those things up in, in the next month or so. Um, at least by how, by the time Hell in a Cell is over because, you know, I... Like, yeah, like, not, now you have a chance to see something different, you know? I don't... Mm-hmm. We, we, I don't I don't need to see Seth Rollins versus the, the Mysterio family again, you know, for the 85th time. Like, it was cool, but now it's like, alright, let's Let's move on to something different now. I'm all right with the 85th time because that definitely means the next thing is 86. <laughs> Go away. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Smitty, your overall thoughts on the draft, what you're hoping to see out of this, and obviously what do you think is one of the biggest takeaways from it? Um, um, it's great like game. I said, the first thing that comes to mind is how much Vince hates tag teams. He only uh, broke up too. No, it's a new day. Lucha House Party. Uh, two. Heavy Machinery. Oh yeah, three. Possibly, like possibly the Viking Raiders with, with the fact that one's on. There's no fucking way that team's breaking up. I wish I wish they would have confirmed it, but I'd highly doubt that team's breaking up. Like, you, you broke up a lot of like you broke up a lot of tag team like solid tag teams that been like around. Heavy machinery, though, I'll be very honest. I'm okay with the split up, right? Because Otis is your money in the bank winner. Otis is someone that they want to feature, and you could tell that he wants to feature him because he's Vince is constantly shooting. The reports are Vince is constantly shooting down ideas of taking that briefcase off of Otis. That's one. There's one of the reasons that Miz and Morrison ended up on Raw, and Otis stayed on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, they they want to keep that briefcase on him, so that's smart. So, um, I, what I hope to see is a uh, strong build on the May card on both shows. Yeah, I was also some early, like yeah. how, uh, how Raw was super top heavy, but the May card was lacking. And um, you we got you, well. you know SmackDown, you got your points and you got you got your points and moments where the May card shines through on SmackDown more so than Raw. But having a strong mid card helps bring helps bring us a strong top card. Okay. In the long run, so agreed. Very much agreed with that. Um, so let's go on to Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory pay per view. This is uh, one of the last things we're going to talk about. It is a it's coming up this Saturday. Obviously, we're filming uh, this show. We can hear you, Walt. I love when he interacts with his kids, though. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I had to Dad mode, help, help children it. right now. Um, right. Bound for Glory? What about it? Hold on. Wait. I'm, I'm getting into it now. I was just letting oh. you know. I didn't know if you thought you were like, thought you muted or anything like that. It wasn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So Bound for Glory is coming up this Saturday. It's currently October 18th as we're recording this show. Bound for Glory is in six days, which is October 23rd, Saturday. Sadly, I won't be able to watch it live 
So we won't be able to talk about it directly the next day, but we will get into Bound for Glory, uh, the final, the finality of it. But let's talk about everything leading up to it. Things that were announced, especially on this last week's uh, impact uh, in have a big stipulation towards the call your shot gauntlet match. So it's Heath, don't call me Slater versus Rhino versus AC Romero versus Larry D versus Neil Dashwood versus Ty Valkyrie versus Brian Myers versus Tommy Dreamer versus Havoc versus somebody to be announced. If you're not familiar with impact, the call your shot gauntlet match is you win the match and you get to go for any championship that you choose. However, there is a stipulation added to this on last week's impact where if Heath or Rhino win, Heath also wins a full-time contract with impact wrestling. If they do not win both Rhino is fired and you don't see Heath on impact anymore. Smitty, we'll start with you. Obviously you and I are really into impact. It's mainly the only thing I'm uh, truly 100% invested in. Uh, you have obviously been telling impacts greatness. You've been touting Impact's greatness for quite a while. Um, and so your thoughts on this match? Yes, it kind of seems like we're getting uh, what we know to be a finish of this because uh, I highly doubt they let them go. What are your what are you hoping to see out of this, at least if they do the here's the finish in the stipulation match? So last year's Call Your Shot Gauntlet came out with Eddie Edwards uh, winning it. And that was a surprise. Uh, so this year, this year's call shot, like the whole Heath Rhino thing, I think is a good story that they're trying to build here. But we also said we've also said on this show that sometimes predict. It seems like the uh, it seems. Let me back up. It seems as if the outcome is predictable. But we've always said on the show that sometimes predictability is good if uh, if the journey is actually worth still keeps you invested into it. Right. So that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for the Call Shot Gauntlet has always been one of my favorite parts of Battle for Glory over the last two, three years. So I'm just hoping that we I get the same excitement I got from the last two uh, Call Your Shot Gauntlets. So even if Heath or Rhino win this, and let's say most likely they do, they're probably going for the tag team titles, right? Like this is a team. This is their, uh, I believe currently, if you're going for the independent scene, they're currently the XICW of Michigan Independent uh, Professional Wrestling League. They're currently the tag team champions here. Uh, obviously, Rhino being a Michigan guy, they're, you know, Big Daddy's Boatyard and stuff like that. Uh, and he's doing a wrestling show here at, um, that's why I brought up Big Daddy's Boatyard. Cause that's where they're doing the wrestling show. Uh, I think I, I, IWR, I would love to be right on that because I feel like I'm right. Uh, if not, someone will fact check me. And, um, so therefore keeping them as a team, obviously they've been a team. They've been tag team championship cha- champions on WWE television. Side note, before I go any further, I'm no longer ever going to make fun of announcer saying that somebody is a tag team or IC championship rather than champion because I fuck it up all the time and I make fun of them. So I see the problem. It happens. So there have been tag team champions on the main stage on WWE. One of the greatest gimmicks. Uh, it really spawned Heath's I got kids stuff. Uh, greatness with him and Rhino. Rhino eating the fucking cheese whiz plate with crackers. Great stuff there. So it's obviously an established tag team coming into an area and possibly having a decent run. Now, granted, you got the Good Brothers. You got Motor City Machine Guns. You got them going for something later in the show we'll talk about. But 
a lot of good tag teams. Division impact. Right. There it's so to get into there and go for the titles right away, I kind of think, you know, let's wait it out. We'll we're gonna choose the impact tag team championship. But do they have to go? Do they have to fight the next pay-per-view for what they choose, or like they, they can hold that as long as, oh, as, long as like they want to in the bank? Yep. Just like a money in the bank. All right, cool. Confirming. Um Walt, have you been keeping up with Impact uh, these last couple weeks? And if so, what are your thoughts on this call your shot gauntlet match? We barely hear you, sir. How about now? Better, Better, yeah. Okay. Not great, but... Even that's really muted. You should mute and then unmute again. Why am I yelling? No. 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 What about now? Way better. better. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. 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 All right. So again, like I said, I watched it this week um, for the first time in, in months. That's and by months I mean years. Um, the feet, <laughs> That's the, month. yeah, um, twenty four, so, so, thirty six. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Forty eight. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Maybe not that long. <laughs> Somewhere between forty eight and sixty. <laughs> Get, you know, give or take. Um. But uh, I, I I like the call your shot ga- call your shot gauntlet. It's um just like their their feast or famine uh, gimmick they re- they they used to run before, and that was like well before the money in the bank too that they did, which was which you got a briefcase. But the twist was you got the briefcase. You didn't know if you had a title shot or you got fired. So yeah, I was feast or fired, that. not feast or famine. Feast or whatever. You know what the fuck I meant? Peace. Now the people at home may not know. Okay, feast or fire, then. Jesus fucking Christ. Mute yourself. Thank you. JFC. <laughs> but but I, 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 I do like that as a, I do I did like that as a twist, but but yeah, now with the whole like uh if he Slater doesn't win, you know, he he doesn't get a contract and Rhino's fired, it's like, well, that feel that does feel predictable, but maybe it won't be. I mean T T TNA, one thing I will say about TNA, um at least from back when I used to watch it, the per, when, just when you thought you knew exactly what they were going to do, a lot of times they would they they went they would go the other way. So mm-hmm. I, it, so that they very well could. I mean, and also it's wrestling, right? You're fired mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're you know you're not going to show up again. You know, because because remember John Cena got fired by the Nexus a few years ago, and he was there every week, every week. So I mean, you know, but yeah, it, like, yeah, I, I like TNA. TNA, thumbs up. You're good, in my book. What about Impact? Same, yeah, whatever, man. Right, <laughs> <laughs> TNA Impact, Global Force, fucking, yeah, yeah, it's Global Force wrestling around. Yeah, uh, fucking <laughs> raw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they go to more name changes than Goldust, right? Uh, 
Eddie Edwards versus Ken Shamrock is uh, with Ken, Ken Shamrock with Sammy Callahan uh, for a singles match. Smitty, uh, your thoughts on this one? I'm kind of interested in this one because uh, there was this whole thing. Usually around this time, they did like T- uh, Impact has their um, hall that one person that goes into their Hall of Fame. Uh, that's been kind of put on a back burner because of COVID and whatnot. And uh, it was confirmed that the person that was supposed to be inducting Ken Shamrock this year was supposed to be Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but also, like, I'm a big fan of Eddie Edwards uh, and Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock at damn near 60 is in phenomenal shape and is still putting still uh, putting on pretty good matches. Um, so, so uh, uh, Sammy Callahan is like one of the best heels in the business. To, uh, this day today, Eddie Edwards is a good baby face. This match is going to be one of those matches. I think it's probably want to probably start the show, and I'm looking forward to it in general. Yeah, you think so? You think this is the this is the kick the kicker? If not, the, if it's not the gauntlet, it'll be um this one. Okay. Uh, EC3 versus Moose. Obviously, this has been building for a little bit with EC3. His return uh, attacking Moose, who was your TNA heavyweight champion. Uh, this is just a regular singles match. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one, Smitty? Uh, the story, like the story, like the story building up about for Glory keeps it for it to happen. It's not like they have had like two million matches leading up to it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think the bill keeps me interested. These two. Okay. And these two are really good. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm interested. It's not my favorite match on the card, but it's something I'm still looking forward to watching. Not your favorite match on the card. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, and now we're going to get into the big matches, and then we'll uh, obviously get a lot more input right here. Um, <clears throat> up next is a six-way intergender scramble match uh, for the Impact X Division title. If you don't know what a scramble match is, basically it's uh, – I don't know how they do it. I, I remember how like WWE did it um, where like two people start and then everyone else enters. And then eventually it becomes to who gets the most pinfall during a time limit. Who get most, uh, most falls during a time limit. It, it, and the, is the winner or something like that, or whoever gets the final fall is the winner. Like you get a fall, you get a submission. So technically you're the champion and then someone else gets a pinfall from them. Now they're the champion. Is that how this is going to work? Uh, Smitty? I'm not sure because uh, uh, last time they had they, they've done something like that before and called it a scramble, but they've also done another type of way where they did a scramble and it became like an elimination type deal. Okay, so we don't exactly know the finer points of this, but it is for the X Division Impact X Division Championship, and the champion, our good friend Rohit Raju, will be defending against Chris Bay, Jordan Grace, TJP, Trey, and Willie Mack. Uh, I think that this is a fucking stacked match. I think every one of the people in this match are wonderful to watch in the ring. So I can only imagine what all six of them are going to do for the Impact X Division Championship. Uh, personally, obviously, you, we all know I'm I'm the Ro, the, the Rohit Mark. Uh, I was the only one that picked him to win the Impact X Division Championship because look. That's my boy, and I will never bet against my boy. Smitty, on the other hand, only bets against on black. So you must be wanting Willie Mack to win this match, huh? 
Actually, I want Jordan Grace <laughs> to win. Yeah? Yeah, I want Jordan or I want Trey because, like, I think Trey McGill is one of the most talented guys on that roster. And he, for, like, just, I mean, just his arsenal that he has in ring is phenomenal. Uh, his nickname is the Fresh not, Prince but, uh, of Midair. So, sorry for interrupting real quick. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but Trey Miguel stole a move from Naomi and just made it better. And the funny thing since that, he's he's actually incorporated more power slide moves into his arsenal. He's a current Warrior Wrestling Champion right now, too. All right. So he's, uh, he, he not only does he do a power slide destroyer, he has a power slide stunner, and now he also has a power slide tornado DDT in his arsenal as well. Hmm. Look at him being all awesome. Uh, so you want Jordan? You want Jordan Grace to win this match? Uh, what are your? Do you think that this could possibly steal match of the night? I know we got some really good ones coming up, uh, but you know, is this a it's possible a top contender for it? Yeah, one hundred percent. Like you said, there's so much talent in that ring, and you know, these multi more more specifically with and uh, Impact Wrestling, the multi man matches have always been really exciting to watch. Okay. Uh, Walt, your thought process on the Impact X Division Championship match? Um, I'm rooting for your guy. Because I'm right all the time, <laughs> Smitty. Well, well so, I mean, Smitty picked Jordan Grace because Jordan Grace bets on black, too. So. <laughs> She's married, she married to Jonathan Gresham, <laughs> ROH. Like, Are they married? Me. I thought they were just still engaged. I thought nope, the wedding they got, was They got off. married like two weeks ago. Okay, nice, man. Congratulations to Jordan Grayson. Yeah. And Jonathan Gresham. <laughs> um, but real quick, Who I, fucking I, rocks the badass predator-type mask? I fucking love it. Chulu, Chulu or something like that? Chulu, yeah. 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 Love that. Actually, I, I, I got to bounce, guys. Um, I got I got single-parent duties going on right now. Ah, uh, SBD. So, heard. Yeah. So, but uh, I'll be back next week. And also, uh, Smitty, you still suck. <laughs> still better than you. You suck better than him? Well, yeah, of course. Whoa, yeah, yeah <laughs> still duh. better than you. <laughs> no, he said, you still suck. And you go, still better than you. All right. I guess your response is, yes, I suck, and better than you. <laughs> Hang your hat on that, bud. Make that a T-shirt. <laughs> yes, I suck better than you. <laughs> I'll even put it in, like, Kurt Angle cutter colors. So, so it's like a WWE shirt, but it's a Smitty shirt. <laughs> similar to the ones you're wearing right now all right up next four-way tag team match for the impact world tag team championship the motor city machine guns are your champions alex shelley and chris sabian and the good brothers doc gallows and carl anderson versus the north of ethan page and josh alexander and versus ace austin and madman fulton smitty we see the titles change hands yeah i really do think we're going to see the titles change hands because I really feel like, because uh, of the name value of the Good Brothers, Impact is going to try to build build a tag team around division around them. But I don't think the guns get pinned, though. Oh, of course not. I think it'll, it'll probably be Austin or Fulton to get take uh, to take the fall. I'm agreeing with you on that one. I think that there's going to be a magic killer, and it's probably Gallows that's going to be pinned Fulton or Anderson that's going to pin Ace Austin. I 100% agree with you on that. Uh, I, I think you keep this machine gun strong. Uh, I especially think that you can't have the machine guns lose when you're possibly bringing Heath and Rhino into this. You can also do some sort of back and forth with them for a little bit of time. 
you know. But also, and, like, what, what did say this as well? Like, one thing Impact is really good at is throwing a swerve at you. Yeah. I could also see the North, like, uh, I could also see, like, the Good Brothers doing all the work on Fulton and then the North still in the, uh, still in the belts that way. And becoming that's two-time that's also a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But, and it's like, but that's one of the things where you have a really good tag division and, and everybody can build a momentum from week to week to week. Like one week you'll have the guns win a match or the next week you'll have the North win a match. Uh, and you will have the good brothers win. like, it's like, nobody's like, even though every now and again, somebody's maybe taking a pin. The momentum has been shifting from week to week during the build of this match. Right. Which gives it unpredictability. And is like the only team I can see not winning this match is Austin and Fulton. But once again, they have they, we, you have been swerved before and stuff like this. Right. Yeah, especially if you're uh, again, it, like the, the 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 real thought process of this one is you're thinking most likely Good Brothers take this belt, and then if you're building the entire card and stuff, you have Heath and Rhino who are down there who want the tag titles. It's also very possible. Think about it, Austin and Fulton could win, and then the tag team uh, they cash in their tag team title, and then they go over and they're able to be the tag team champions in Impact, right? And then eventually down the line, you see the Good Brothers or someone take it because technically the Good Brothers don't need belts on their b- behind them, right? No, you can right do now, that with Heath. Things. Yeah, right. You can do that with Heath and Rhino, build up some a uh, little bit of credibility there with them, and still ha- the Good Brothers can eventually take those belts they don't need them at this pay-per-view but at the same time bound for glory is their big one if i'm not mistaken yep. right this is this is a wrestlemania yep, bound so for the big one slam anniversaries their SummerSlam. yeah so it's very big building big cards with big finishes and big moments good brothers taking that belt those belts seems like a for lack of a better term good idea uh, Deanna Perrazzo versus Kylie Ray for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Um, this one I am real mixed on. Who could take it? I think Perrazzo is an amazing person to put with the to keep with this belt, but Kylie Ray built herself up really well, uh, during uh, the, the house, you know, Wrestle House, yeah, Wrestle House. I, I thought she did great in, in there. Okay, so, I, 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 Quick sign out about Wrestle House. I love the fact that everybody involved in Wrestle House is still is still inside type of some type of story that's keeping them relevant, mm-hmm. and they're all still being heavily featured on Impact. Right. So you use something that brought in a lot of people to put a lot of exposure on all of these people, and these people are still on. They weren't just let go. Right. It's not like oh, Wrestle House is over. We're not thinking about you anymore. We're still using you. So, yes, I agree with that. Very good point because there's so many times that companies will bring people in and then you're like, I'm really involved in this. And then they're gone, you know. So, but Kylie Ray built herself up really well in Wrestle House at a prominent feature. So, either way, this could go. I don't think I'd be mad with about it. Um, this is one that's going to be really, is really tough for me to pick. Smitty, what are your thoughts on this match? I feel like this is one of the sleep. This is the sleeper. Well, this is a sleeper match here. Like, this is going to be the one that's going to probably sh- surprise everybody. Like we said, uh, also with D- when Deanna versus Jordan Grace, when Deanna first won the title, it was kind of a sleeper. Yeah. It was one of those sleeper matches that ended up being one, probably the best match on that card at Slammiversary. 
Sorry, I just stuck on my hair because I have it. Uh, I agree. This could surprise a lot of people with how good this match is. But again, what's crazy to th- it's that's crazy to think about that we would even say is the Impact Women's match could su- surprisingly might be a top tier one on the card. Why are we still saying that about Impact's women's division? Impact's women's division has been better since before WWE revolutionized it, right? Impact is doing it with Gail Kim and all of them way back in the day. It is not new that Impact Impact Wrestling's women's division is the top division, uh, is the top women's division. I'm sorry. I love NXT women's division, but I still think Impact has the division. It is still the standard bearer. I think I, I agree with you in that, and that's because they like the one thing that they do that NXT does not with, with the time allotted. They find a way to feature most of their talent. Where I feel like NXT, especially now, you focus on handful, and you have so much talent you can work with. Mm-hmm. And it's not like each every, each and every one of them are on television every week. So there'll be a week where you don't see the champ, you don't see Parazzo, or there'll be a week you don't see um, Kylie Ray, or you don't see Taya or Rosemary. Which is fine. And that's, I, I think I agree. That's one of the things with WWE is uh, one of the problems, the reason people get so mad uh, or so over some of the people, because you see them all the fucking time. Give them a break. Give them a week off. We don't need it. You know what I'm saying? It, I liked uh, the whole thing that they did with Roman and Jay, where Roman was in the back cutting a promo, right? He wasn't on the screen. It was good. But give him a break. Take time away. Make someone want to see somebody, you know? Uh, And finally, Eric Young versus Rich Swan for the Impact World Championship. Eric Young is your Impact World Champion. Rich Swan obviously trying to get his comeuppance from the title the title match where he was taken out with by his knee. Uh, from Eric Young, Smith Swan, talk to me about it. A uh, beautiful bill, like the Rich Swan story in general, has just been phenomenal. It, it, it drew me, and I actually thought Rich was done after the whole uh, leg thing at Slam Anniversary. Mm-hmm. Came out to announce his retirement. So it was a part of that story. Bernie brought you in, and then what Eric Young has done in such a short time of being back, it's just a proof of how much how much of a talent he was how much of his talent was being wasted over in, in WWE. So it was in such a short time. He has made himself one of the best heels probably out, out there right now. Not the best, probably one of the best since he's been back to impact. Um, so just what, like I just recently watched, we watched victory road uh, with him and Eddie Edwards had the second, the, the rematch and mm-hmm. just, Watching Eric Young do his thing and then watching Rich Swan do his thing. I don't think these two ever actually met in the ring anywhere else. So this is going to be interesting to watch. I uh, would love to see Rich Swan win and get the title. But I wouldn't be mad if Eric Young retained either. So that's – and that's what I'm thinking about this. I I I hope this kind of gets, it gets a wonky finish. I rarely like that. Uh, at, at your biggest show, right? I'm usually, my thought process is whatever the fuck you got going on should finish at the biggest show to move on. But this is one where it's like the build is so good for it that a wonky finish at the end of it, I'd be okay with to see, ha- bring down uh, down the road. You know, it's, 
it, it just makes sense to me for some reason to keep this story going. Uh, so therefore you can still see more of the story that they have built to continue building, you know, some of the best books, some of the best movies, some of the best television shows have a great second act to it or a sequel, you know, that comes in and able to do something. Sometimes you don't want that. You don't need that second one. You know, Anchorman didn't need a second one. It was a great beginning. Star Wars, amazing second one. Godfather, amazing second one. You know, granted, it's also really difficult to have the second be better or as good as the first. And obviously I just used two uh, uh, scenarios that it blew the first one away. But I'm not asking for that. Greatest Star Wars film of all time. I'm not asking for uh, you to blow me away in the second act, the second run of this. I just want something that keeps this going on a high level, which impact does very well with everything. Like we said, like Smitty said earlier, they are great at featuring things. They are great at making you want more of what you're seeing to keep it going. So therefore I would not mind a wonky finish here because I just feel very confident in how impact builds its uh, roster and everything like that. Yeah, okay, one quick question. Uh, this question to you for you. Um, how do you feel about seeing Scott Demore on TV a little bit more? Um, I'm all right with it. You know, um, it's not something that I expected. Um, I don't. I don't feel like it is. Um, I, I don't feel like it's a rip on anything. Like you know, like I don't feel like this is a Mr. McMahon character or stuff like that. But I feel like when you're going through what you're going through with COVID and all of this stuff, you kind of need that character there. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I don't want it to build into a storyline like that, but I understand why you're doing it right now. Cause it makes sense. Right. Especially if you're bringing in all this talent, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's not like, and I could be wrong. Please forgive me. I haven't watched. I de- did not watch Tuesdays. I've been so busy this week with work schedule and everything like that. But as far as I know, it's just basically with the Heath and Rhino stuff, right? They, he no, so in with the Heath and Rhinos with the uh, Young and Swan stuff. He's more, more playing yeah, like, Young he's and like, Swan he's more stuff like a Regal, like Regal NXT type. Yeah, guy. and it, it's not like he's. Um, that's what I'm saying. It's it, it, it's not like he's involved in a way to make it a negative on the storylines that are being built from it. It is, uh, you're right. You That's the perfect, the perfect analogy of it. It's the regal type thing. And that's fine by me. I'm okay with that type of general manager, that type of authority figure. As long as they're, I don't want that. See my authority figures play sides anymore. I'm sick of that. It's over. I'm done. Oh yeah. No, cause that's what he's been, he's been like. He's been like, uh, he set up the, uh, scramble match. Yeah. Where Rohit screwed, like where Rohit screwed, uh, Trey and, and then what? Um, he like conned Jordan out of the belt when she beat yeah. him two weeks ago. So this so, is this. Yeah, is, I'm, I, I, like I, said, I just wasn't sure about how other people like. I knew I, was, I felt like it was a regal kind of thing there, but I just like um, I don't know how long I'm gonna be behind the scene on TV every week. But like I said, this is a built for bound for glory, right? And I'm, that's so, the reason I'm like looking at it like. Uh, maybe this is just for Bound for Glory, but after Bound for Glory, 
I'll see what I feel about tomorrow on TV after that. Right. Something like that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's us finishing up. Uh, we talked, obviously, about the WWE draft. We definitely talked about the Bound for Glory. We're going to be doing our, making our pro wrestling scorecard uh, Bound for Glory picks uh, later in this week. Those scorecards go live shortly after the Impact's Tuesday show. So make sure you go to ProWrestlingScorecards.com. Sign up for the digital beta. It's fucking free, man. It's free, and you get to take on a whole slew of people in the scorecards. You can see how we're going to do against Pro Wrestling Scorecards and Pro Wrestling Scorecards versus BDR. Uh, Four, uh, we're not doing well right now. Smitty sucks. I've had you do realize ones. every time we do this, I make a giant comeback, right? Look, man, you're not Justin Verlander. It's not Kate Upton. I don't really care about how giant your comeback is. That's all I'm saying. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. We are your ring crew. I'm Smitty. I'm Mikey. Thank you so much. We are out.